Welcome back to Silverlight TV. I'm John Papa, and today I've got Nick Kramer, one of the Silverlight team members, on with me. We're going to talk about some things that he's in charge of, different features on the Silverlight product, and how they're coming along. And he's got some good things to talk about as well that we announced at the fire starter. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Yeah, doing good. Thanks good for having on. So, your title is? I'm Senior Program Manager for the Silverlight team. Program Manager? Yep. I've never heard that title before. <laughs> very cool. unique. Yes, it's very unique. I think, again, everybody's a program manager, but uh, in your particular role, you're actually in charge of several features, right? Yeah, so I do application model, which is uh, a grab bag of stuff in Silverlight. It's, um, among other things, we do the full trust and the outer browser stuff, mm -hmm. and we also do a lot of the browser integration. Uh, another big thing I work on is 64-bit. We'll talk a little bit about that later, I think. Yep. Uh, and security is another big thing. It's really important for Silverlight to be secure and to allow untrusted code to run safely in your web browser. So that's one of the things I work on. And uh, the last big thing is compatibility. It's very important that Silverlight, new versions of Silverlight continue to play existing versions and existing applications that were written for previous versions of Silverlight. So we have right. a great deal of effort goes into making sure that happens. So. Yeah, there's a couple of great areas there, and I know it seems like every time I get questions from customers and I have to go really deep yeah. into some topics, I always end up getting routed to Nick Kramer. So the topics usually from the enterprise customers are something around security. So I remember, I can't remember who actually drafted it, you probably had, had a hand in it, a security white paper we have? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, we actually have two out there right now. There's, there's an older one that's how do you write secure applications using Silverlight. Mm -hmm. And then for Silverlight 4 we did a newer one which is kind of the all up security, not just how to write apps but also why is Silverlight a secure platform for you to install. Right. So that's kind of the one stop shopping that we point everyone to these days. And that's, yeah, and I'll uh, put a link up there too, I know we've yeah. done it before. but. It's a great document because I have to refer back to it a lot too. We often talk about how to create the apps, but then when you're done, you've, you've got to secure it. Yeah. So, and there's certain practices, even simple stuff just like, you know, using HTTPS and, and yeah. how to get certificates. Uh, now with elevated uh, trust and you've got the digital certificate signing you can do in the zap yeah. files. Yeah, we've tried to make that a real simple process to write mm -hmm. secure applications. It's not just about making it possible to write secure applications. We think real hard about how can you screw it up? How do we, yeah. we can't prevent you from writing an insecure application if you really try hard, but we always think about how do we make this easy so it's the no-brainer way to do it. Yeah, because it's not the first thought in a lot of people's minds when you're going yeah. through all that. But uh, you've been great on that. You've got a couple of folks on your team as well that, uh, that work on these features, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a number of people who... Uh, it's a team effort to deliver all this. Um, Jesse Collins, for instance, uh, is uh, one of my partners in crime on security, and uh, you, you can see him in the, he's an active blogger and uh, active white paper writer. Uh, Troy and Alexandria on the app model team are uh, two of the PMs I work with a lot. Great. They'll uh, yeah, I've been make future appearances. Yeah, we'll probably get him on the TV show here. TV show, listen to me here. Yeah. It's on, on your TV coming to you. So we've, you've got a couple of features. You talked about app model, and app model means what? What's that exactly is app model? Yeah, I, I like to think of it as a grab bag of, of kind of where Silverlight meets the outside world. Mm -hmm. um, browser integration is a big part of that. We do all the HTML hosting, both where Silverlight sits inside a web browser and the web browser control. Uh, we also do uh, the outer browser stuff. We support multiple windows is one of our big features right, right. now. Yeah. Um, that, is an amazing can of worms. There, we've, we've had four versions where we had exactly one window, and uh, there's a lot of places in the code that make a lot of assumptions about how many windows we have. I'll bet. A lot of controls uh, decide that they want to do a pop-up, and they assume that there's exactly one window they can pop up in, and uh, we're, we're 
touching a lot of dark corners of the code that we haven't had to uh, touch in several years. Multiple windows so. might have been one of those features in Silverlight 1 or 2 where it's like Yagni, you know, the yeah. you ain't going to need it rule, so let's yep. not code for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we actually... But now um, we do. I remember conversations back in Silverlight 1 where, where we thought hard about whether we would ever need multiple windows. You know, we're a browser plugin. Why should we ever have multiple windows? Mm -hmm. and, you know, fortunately, we, uh, we planned for that a little bit. We said that uh, these APIs, we're going to make sure that, for instance, the mouse position APIs have the necessary API there to, to tell you which window they're talking right. about. They're not. One of our earliest designs was we had mouse window coordinates relative to the plugin mm -hmm. and not, or sorry, relative to the, the screen as a whole and not relative to the plugin, and which would have made it pretty much impossible to ever figure out what the right coordinate space to use is. Right. Uh, so fortunately, we got that one right. Well, it's been an interesting and very fast evolution from Silverlight. Yeah. It sounds like you know, we're on version 5 we're coming up with on yeah. here. And, and what's it been, three years? Yep. Five versions approximately? Yeah. From yeah, release, uh, really. Yeah. Let's say we started in 2005, 2006, depending on when you wanted to find the start. Right, right. When it was called WPF slash E, I think when yep. it was first announced. Yep. WPF I started everywhere. working on it when it was WPFE. I remember I was actually doing a, a presentation on WPF when I actually yeah. had a Microsoft office when I actually heard WPF slash E for the first time. Like, what yeah. is that? And little did I know I'd be working so much with it later on. So Yeah, I wish I could remember the other code name we had for Silverlight. I mean, it was originally called WPFE, but we knew that was not going to be the shipping name. And at some point, the marketing guys came in and told us, we, we've narrowed it down to two names. It's Silverlight or something else. And I wish I could remember the other thing now. Yeah, I bet you that process, you know, that would be a cool interview to do, too. Yeah. <laughs> How do you come up with these names, you know? The internal yeah. code names are easier, but the external yeah, ones. Yeah, we were pretty happy with that. I mean, this is a company with a long history of boring names, and so Silverlight was pretty good on the Microsoft scale. Rolls off the tongue, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Silverlight 5 is coming out. Scott Guthrie announced it at the Firestarter two, three months ago. Yeah. Um, we've got Mix coming up with some exciting stuff, too. But before we get there, the last feature area we didn't talk about yet was the one I really wanted to focus on today. It uh, doesn't demo great, it's, but it's a big, important topic people ask about all yeah. the time. 64-bit. What exactly, we say it's coming to Silverlight, what exactly does that mean? Yeah. So uh, it's got two different things to think about with 64-bit in terms of scenarios. There's 64-bit operating systems, which we support today. If you install Windows 64, you can run both 32 and 64-bit applications, and that works today already. Uh, and same thing's true on the Mac. Uh, right. If you have a Snow Leopard-based machine, it can run both 32 and 64-bit apps. Earlier versions, it's a little more complicated, but you know, same principle. Um, in Silverlight 5, we're adding the ability to run a 64-bit Silverlight inside a 64-bit browser. So. Internet Explorer, 64-bit Internet Explorer requires a 30. Or sorry, 64-bit Internet Explorer requires a 64-bit plugin. Right. And up until now, we've never had a 64-bit plugin. So if you installed if prior, like if you did yeah. it today with Silverlight 4, if you installed 64-bit IE, yeah, you would not be able to run Silverlight. That's correct. Yeah. Or Silverlight 5, that's going to change. Yep. It would. Um, yeah, there there would be no executable that would run. You could you could install Silverlight all you liked, but you still couldn't run it inside Internet Explorer uh, right. 64-bit. Yeah, we've had we've uh, had a lot of Firefox 64 or any of the other 64. -bit and our unfortunate response before was, well, install the 32-bit yeah. uh, browser on the 64-bit operating system, which is possible. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people yep. don't realize you can install a 32-bit program on a 64-bit yeah. OS. and and 32-bit uh, IE is actually the default even on 64-bit operating systems. Right. 
I think it's, it's yeah, still a pretty good browser, even on a 64-bit OS. But this opens up the, the opportunity for more, yeah. obviously, in the future as well. So it's in some ways, it's about time. Yep. In other ways, it's a, it's a nice new feature we're adding in there. Yeah. Cool. So your team is responsible for that as well? Yep. Yep. We, uh, we've been cranking on that for a while. It's, uh, I, I get a lot of questions about, like, what's hard about 64-bit? You just uh, take your C++ code, you change all the assumptions about how, how big the bit sizes are, and you're done, right? You know, how long does that take? Um, hey, I, you I just, wish you, you would just do easy. this, Nick. Come yeah, on. exactly. Just do know? this, and you're done. You don't even need a keyboard. You just, just type <laughs> it on a desk. Um, yeah, I wish it was this easy. There's, yeah. there's really, I mean, we did a lot of that, too, but there's a couple hard spots that we had to do for 64-bit. One is that... For codecs in particular, for media, we have a bunch of inline assembly and um, assembly language tuning, and that didn't port very well to 64-bit. We had to rewrite a bunch of that stuff. Gotcha. Uh, so kind of the, the off-the-shelf implementation was of our codecs was not fast at all, and we had to do a fair amount of tuning to get back there. Because like a lot of your features that you're, that you're responsible for, yeah. are, while they may sound like they're new features, in a lot of ways, yeah. they're more um, changes to the architecture of Silverlight. Yeah. So in that case, you've got to do a lot more regression testing, I imagine. Yeah. Than if you're just adding a new control, for example, to Silverlight. Yeah, yeah. The the testing is is thoroughly automated, but that doesn't make it free. You know, every time you change right. any of your assumptions, you have to, you know, go back and change all these millions of automated tests. And even if you run your automated test afterwards, you have to run them through sample apps. Yeah. Not samples, but yeah. real applications. So that, Andy Rivas came on a couple weeks ago and talked about that process. Yeah. So that's actually been one of our ongoing challenges as well, is just getting all these tests online. It's, it required a fair amount of infrastructure to get the, the basic tests online. Once, once we get the basic tests, you know, getting the rest of the tests tend to come in fairly fast, mm -hmm. as long as the actual product code works. But the test infrastructure has taken us several months to, to get that up and running. So what's your favorite feature in Silverlight 5 that was announced? Um, you know, I'm really excited about the full trust in browser stuff that mm -hmm. we're doing. I think uh, we've, we've, since the very beginning, we've had customers ask for this. They, they go, gee, I really love Silverlight, but I want to do this thing that isn't in the sandbox. Couldn't you let me please? I, I, how about if I promise to sign the application and put a, a I want to take full somewhere. advantage of Windows OS. It's right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're letting me touch it, but I can't use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm in the browser, but I still want to be trusted. Cool. And I, I have all the credentials. I can install stuff in any you know, any certificate you need me to install. Mm -hmm. I can sign it. I can do it. You know, just just let me do it. And we're now letting you do that for the first time. Great. So, and if anybody know. has any questions about what we're, what we're talking about specifically, you can go back and look at the Firestarter keynote that Scott Guthrie did. Yeah. Uh, it's still online there. It did real well with it. Uh, Nick, I appreciate you coming on here. I know that we've got some exciting things coming up soon, too. Uh, the Mix Conference, Mix 11. I've got my old Mix 09. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like SharePoint. It's Mix 09. I think that was the one bottle. I missed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we've got Mix coming up, lots of good stuff yeah. from different products coming on. And I know we'll probably have some good stuff about uh, Silverlight there. And Are you planning on coming? Yeah, I'm hoping to go to Mix. And, uh, yeah, it should be, should be a good time. We're still uh, working out some of the details of the talks we're going to do. But, uh, yep. We're, uh, we're we looking forward to... planning meeting today we were just talking about. Exactly. <laughs> we're looking forward to sharing all the stuff we're doing with Silverlight 5 and uh, telling you how to use some of the things. Great. Thanks for coming on. And, and for all you, thank you for watching Silverlight TV. And if you, if you do come to Mix, I, I'll be there. If Nick is there, we're also going to be at the Ask the Experts. There's going to be an hour and a half on the, I think it's the first official day, the 12th of April, if I have it correct, uh, between 5 and 6.30. They're basically going to be us sitting there waiting to talk to all of you and answer, ask any questions you like especially about 64-bit or app model. Thank you all for coming.